0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to Robot Attack. My name is Scotterson5, and today uh, we have uh, two special guests. Normally we have Smokin' Ace, who's a general uh, person here, and we have a very special guest, Zach Fierce, uh, maker of BombFest, uh, developer from BombFest. So, uh, he was on a podcast before with us uh, about two years ago, so... For some reason he said yes to being on it again for some reason I, I don't get what the whole point is of you guys saying yes to this podcast all the time but <laughs> there you have it so uh this for the people who are new uh this podcast we talk about games and stuff and uh, so uh real quick and like three words or less all right what games did you play last mo- month month smoking ace go
1: uh, Persona 5, a little more Final Fantasy 7 Remake and uh, 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 I'm panicking now <laughs> um, uh, uh, Wow, I'm Completely, uh, Animal Crossing, there we go Alright,
0: and Zach, and Zach what, what games did you play last month?
2: Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, Slime Rancher And the new Terraria update Nice, nice
0: I played uh, Dark Souls three for eight hours. So, <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, all for charity. So we'll get started real quick. Jump into these questions. I uh, appreciate your time again. Um, so it's been a while. Like I said, uh, so like give us an update since last. I know there's a lot to go through. Uh, I think last time we talked about you know bomb fest and how uh, you wanted to do update skins and bombs and stuff. Um, any updates since that, or
2: you kind of, you know? Well, let's see. Since the launch of BombFest, we've had two uh, post-launch updates, adding skins, bombs, and stages. Had a little trailer to go with our last one. We added a turntable stage. So we're able to add some new stuff and incorporate the community more uh, the months after release. So pretty excited about that. Awesome.
0: Yeah, and then you have a new game, Earth Night. Can you talk about that? I,
2: I guess I missed the sure. em- on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Earth Night is a project by Cleaversoft, um, an indie group uh, looking to promote their their 2D, infinite runner-style puzzle combat game. Um so much puzzle, but definitely a survival aspect there. And I was brought on uh, through a studio called... Um, <laughs> it's a little tricky. Cleaversoft hired a group called Plastic Fern, hired a group called Polychandra, who, who uh, uh, brought me on to help with porting the game uh, to consoles and PC. So through all of that, I was on the team near the end of development to help port it, prepare it for different consoles, do some general gameplay fixes and optimizations, so, I was not on the creative design team there, or doing the core programming, but we're closely with the team to bring that game to launch.
0: Awesome. And then, obviously, I, I've been seeing you making the like once a week games and indie dev train wreck stuff. You know, was that just for fun, and just like to clog your website, I
2: guess, or you know, <laughs> I don't know. Definitely a bit of a portfolio uh, filler there. Um, the one week games was a challenge I did on stream. Um, was that last year or the year before? But it was it was a portfolio piece and just an entertaining show to do for uh, viewers. I'd make a whole game over three hours, uh, split in half, so an hour and a half per stream once a week, and eventually it would end up as something. And they're mostly toys more so than games. Um, they're not all fun either, but they're they're something yeah. <laughs> completely from scratch um i definitely am a lot more excited about game dev train wreck it's an educational show that i do for game you um live which is a, a games kind of after school program um here on the east coast i can't say that anymore because now i'm kind of the southwest <laughs> but um and i do a show where i make a game from scratch in two hours And I show the process of making and ruining one, which is why uh, it's called Game Dev Trainwreck. In fact, um, the episode I did on Sunday, uh, the concepts didn't even come together. I'm not even sure if I'm going to upload it to Itch just because it was a wreck. But that's part of the show, is what happens when things go wrong, and what does a professional developer do to approach these problems? So um, I'm totally happy with those games. A lot of those are are fun. (laughs) Most of them are fun. And... um, yeah it's one it's it's for work so i get paid to do it and two uh it, it's fun it's nice to stretch my design uh muscles in different directions stealth games racing games um underwater shark frisbeeing beating games all sorts of things
0: <laughs> yeah i think uh when i showed smoke he's like well this is definitely like a like a what was it uh miniature Addictinggames.com addicting games, games. <laughs> all right it yeah
1: those memories so so quickly
0: oh yeah oh yeah i feel that yeah or was it mini clips or something i forgot i, mean, I remember
2: mini clip yeah all those classics I,
0: I like the pirate battle one i played that a little bit it's like um oh. it's like you know it's like it's like um it's like a free uh, seas of thieves, you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> big, uh, big uh, black flag, um, Assassin's Creed uh, vibes there. Yeah, um, and I'm surprised how fast that one got done because that's still that's that's two hours and yet it's it feels it feels like good. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Like I said, seeing you live, like watching your live streams, I was like, I don't know how you do this in a short period of time, you know. So that's impressive. It's, it's awesome to see those. So um Thanks. so um you know White Thorn Games um you know are you like you when you do something like with a game developer company do you just, you know are you on contract or like you know do you kind of move around with that you know how does something like
2: that work I can talk about that. So um typically in the AAA industry you will be part of a big company. So say you're part of EA. You're working on EA projects. Once your next title is done, you probably get shuffled to either the sequel or to another project that EA is working on. And you kind of work through them. You're a full-time employee. Um, <clears throat> with BombFest, I have a contract with Whitethorn Digital. So we dropped up a contract. We talked about how much who would get paid and for how long. And that lasted for BombFest. Um, as an individual, and, or as a company, uh, I'm not tied to Whitethorn, but I do think very highly of them, and I, uh, I always check in every once in a while. Yeah. So they still manage the um, parts of Bonfess. I'm incredibly thankful for that. And um, but beyond that, I'm free to move around. Uh, they are definitely on my short list of publishers to look into first if another game comes down the pipeline. Uh, but I'm a, almost a free agent, and in, a, in broader respect so sign them up
0: <laughs> awesome
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so what about um, you work the same like with the team like a team I believe Ashley was the name um, and other people around Bombfest you know do you still continue working with those teams or you know say, mm-hmm. like, or do you move on and try to find different designers or for like the next coming game and
2: stuff are so bomb was was um heavily influenced by our art director uh, marissa hike who i haven't worked with since um but keep keep a good relationship with um the other team members uh, we kind of just went off to do other work um marissa included so it's almost almost like a like a, a parting of ways like a graduation where everybody heads off to do their other jobs but you know, our industry is a small one i'm sure that i'll bump into people again and uh, who knows could be another project
0: hmm. okay interesting and then um you know what what i guess i don't i don't understand the whole concept behind you know um like, developers keeping secrets for, like, future games. Like, I know I kind of hinted at, oh, what's your upcoming game? And you're like, I can't talk about this. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, unannounced horror game. So, like, why why is that? Like, why mm-hmm. is, is it just because you don't want to... I guess, what's the reason behind that?
2: Yeah, so, uh, some reasons. Um, for unannounced horror game, I'm working with um, uh, a designer... And it's under NDA, so I just can't talk about it. But I should have it on my portfolio, so it looks like I'm doing something. Right, because I am. I'm working on it. So big thing there is just the designer's choice, the producer's choice, I should say, um, to not talk about it at this point. Um, Isle of, D- of Disaster is another game that I can't talk much about, but I can show pictures and point you to the website to try and get a hint of what it's about. And uh, they do post a lot of stuff on their Facebook showing gameplay and some really cool liquid physics. You can see a volcano there with, like, realistic moving and looking lava. It's nuts. And uh, I can confirm it's nuts to play with, too.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um,
2: but I would say something that um, to put out there is a lot of indie developers are sh- are scared to talk about what they work on. Um, like, I'm working on, uh, like, one project right now. I'm working on a project right now that I think might have commercial viability. It's called Peasant. I've been streaming it when I can, and I hope to stream a little bit more um, when I've got more time. And I stream development. I've got my Visual Studio open. I'm showing you all my code. I'm showing the whole thing off. Uh, some indies are scared that if they share their development, that their idea is going to get stolen, and their, their mm-hmm. birth child, their baby, um, is lost. And they become this, this artist whose work was copied and ripped off. But um, th- there's, there's almost a paradox there really the people who can rip off an idea are either huge companies, which aren't going to waste their time on an idea that hasn't had years of market research, or a competent indie developer who either they're going to steal it and the community is so small, people are going to know as soon as you speak up, and especially if you leave a trail like on Twitter or Itch or something that shows the development progress. They'll know. Or, I mean, these indie developers, they've got their own brainchilds they don't have time to make yours. (laughs) They're gonna be focusing on theirs. So really, I encourage all developers, any developers who aren't under NDA, share it, share it all. One, you're leaving a trail of your progress, which gives you, that is how copyright works. If you've posted it publicly and hosted it somewhere, that's copyright, you can claim copyright on that. And two, you encourage other developers. So that's one of the big reasons I do peasant um publicly is because I want people to see it and ask questions and be inspired so um n d a don't share it, but if you're an indie, share that sucker mm. it only helps ants marketing cred awesome
0: that's good to know that's interesting i' yeah I was like thinking like. Yeah, wouldn't you want people to know about a game, you know, pretty quickly and get people to hype up about it and get, you know, people to know about it, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I feel like now that you have a backing from, you know, BombFest and these other games, um, you know, how easier or harder it is to get your new game, like your new games out there. Like, do you see still a bit of a challenge or still because you're not well known or you feel like it's easier now that you got your first well-developed game out there.
2: That's a that's a good question. Um, I kind of see it in two ways. When it comes to developing games, um, it's going to be easier to get new projects out there. I think I started developing Bomb Fest with less than a hundred followers on Twitter, and now, by some grace of God, I've got over a thousand, which is just nuts to me that people care about my tweet once every two months. <laughs> um. Which is silly. It's it's It really doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Like, what really matters is people that are invested in what you're doing, not just someone who hit follow and forgot because they've got a thousand people they follow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, when I boot up a stream, even after not streaming for like a month and a half, people still jump in. And that just amazes me. Like... What <laughs> what impression have I left on people that they see my stream pop up with no stream schedule, no consistency, and they say, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to say something in chat. It blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So there's something to that. And when I work on future projects, the more followers you have, the momentum you have to gain more. So it only helps. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as work, since I've released BombFest, um, as a freelance developer, it's only increased my, my ability to get jobs. Like they've just come out of nowhere. Sometimes it's nuts. Um, yeah. So I, when it comes to like finding work, having something published is almost the ultimate um, portfolio piece because you can come up with somebody with a degree in computer science or degree in computer or computer game development, but when you show somebody who's released a game. It's as an, as someone who hires people, I see that as far more valuable because you've done it. You don't have a theoretical degree, you have a degree. <laughs> so you can do it. And that means so much more than having the potential to do it.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's right. I mean, like, if it wasn't for, like, obviously this podcast, no, I'm joking, uh, you know, having that, that, that team behind you, you know, since the start of, like, following you, and then now they're like, okay, what's next? And since I think BombFest was so well done and, you know... Now that you have a fan base to to go on that, you know you could, you know expand her, your horizon based on that fan group, and then you know, so, yeah, uh, Smokey Nace's turn now.
1: <laughs> All right, um, kind of going along with a little bit more on the marketing side and whatnot. I had a professor who he always would say that marketing is not rocket science because rocket science you know that if you look in a book you do this you do this this is going to happen you know you input x and y you're going to get z every single time without everything going around so when you decide to start marketing a project Hmm. what like how do you decide what to put in that marketing do you you know how do you decide whether i'm going to go gameplay i'm going to go story i'm going to go you know this or that how in kind of a nutshell how does that process
2: work for you I would say, uh, I can talk about BombFest first and foremost. BombFest, we had some pillars that we wanted to push that we thought people would find attractive. So the first one was, it was chaotic. Second, it was family-friendly. Third, easy-to-use controls. And fourth, customization. So our trailer starts off with explosions. It goes into, here's how easy it is to play BombFest. Here's a bunch of people having fun. And then here's all the stuff you can unlock. So from a single trailer point of view, I wanted to focus on the pillars of what I thought made the game great and the people would find attractive. As far as marketing in general, oh, man, that's tricky. Like, when do you start? What do you market? I would say you've got to figure out what is your experience and then push that. That's got to be it. I mean, if you're making... If you're making a sequel to a track mania game, for example, it's all about racing tons of cars on a track and them crashing and falling off, and you've got to show hundreds of cars doing that. If you're thinking about something like um, the new Half-Life Alex, for example, their whole thing is that tactile feeling of being in a room with a head crab and being able to pick up anything, and um, so they sold that. They kind of found their best experience and played to their strengths. Um, As far as timing, yikes, timing is is terrifying. (laughs) I would say with with indies, you should market as early as possible. I mean, you have the worst time getting publicity, especially free publicity. So just market, especially to other indies who um, I've seen, the successes I've seen in the indie uh, world have been from games that little developers have worked on, shared GIFs every day, and have been retweeted at me. Like, I remember Owlboy picking up and all the tweets it was getting and like, huh, I saw this develop. I remember the first few gifts of A Hat in Time when um, the lead developer was working on just the 3D platforming mechanics and the first 3D model of, of the main character. And I was like, huh, this seems pretty cool. And here we go. It's, it's like the best-selling um, um, collect-a-thon game from the indie market. Just just nuts seeing it grow from nothing into something incredible. So, um, Indies, just market. Do it immediately. Do it fast. Don't hide your idea. For AAA, they can do what they want. Look at Smash Bros. They had a whole <laughs> Smash Bros. Gojo website to market it for months and months before release. They got their Nintendo Directs. They do what they want. Yeah. And then look at Apex Legends. It marketed itself the day it came out. It came out no out one order. knew of it. <laughs> and yet, it is a highly... like. In the in the um, in the <laughs> battle royale market, it is still one of the top contenders there. Like that's incredible. Or, but you can see the opposite too. I mean, Amazon just released their own little battle royale team-based shooter, and they did the same thing. No marketing, it just came out, and uh, it's not performing as well. To what extent, I don't know. It's still getting press coverage, but. Nowhere near press coverage of the others in the industry. So something was different. What was it? I don't know. If only marketing were rocket science. could we yeah. tell.
1: <laughs> I, I, I like the tie in there. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he always said, y- you can't predict people. You can't tell, you know, like mm. you mentioned about Apex. If you bring something out at just the right time, you know, you'll get those people in there. Mm. Um, are there any game developers that are like, your your, i want to put it in like college terms maybe your stretch goal there's there's that that one developer that core group of developers that you would love to have your work alongside with theirs
2: oh man um that makes games uh developers of towerfall uh definitely um what was uh let me look this up here real quick uh, hey, a <laughs> <laughs> no. bone loaf bone uh, loaf um, actually when these guys were putting Gang Beasts together I somehow got connected with them and we're, we follow each other on Twitter but the Bone Loaf team behind Gang Beasts just goofy, simple multiplayer stuff um, I look up to a, a personal role model of mine uh, his name is Evan Todd he released a game called um, Lemma on Steam it's a first person parkour game but just a guy that's really upstanding and a, somebody that I, I really look up to so, uh, getting to work with any of these groups or getting put on the same pedestals then would just be incredible. It'd be unbelievable.
1: Awesome. awesome. And sort of along with that, you know, a, a lot of, we've seen a, a big trend of a lot of games are bringing big celebrities in them. You know, their motion capture and all that. Are you at all interested in that kind of thing? And if so, who, who are your, you know, the celebrities you would love to be the main character in your game.
0: Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, if so. And, you, you know, that may not be something that you're interested in, but I'm, ju- I'm just curious if, if you could give yeah. me one celebrity call.
2: Shoot. Like, I, um, I think of, what was it, years ago, Old Spice did this end-of-the-mayan calendar online video game experience it's the best way to describe it. It was games that were released for a very short period of time. These retro kind of games. And then, I assume, they were just removed, never to be found again. Um, I wish I could remember the name. But any of the guys over with Old Spice, like, I think of Isaiah Mustafa and Terry Crews. Oh, like, just funny. Don't take themselves seriously. And that kind of energy in a game uh, would be phenomenal. Just... Just pure goofiness. I like that kind of humor. It's clean. It's out of the blue. It's accessible to anybody. And, uh, wow, well, can't ask for a better market than that. So, one of those guys. Please,
1: please, I beg you, get Terry Crews in on Because <laughs> he just seems like the most down-to-earth guy, and I would love to play a game that has him in it. So, <laughs> your task. <laughs>
2: um...
0: I, I just want to bring up too that you brought up Old Spice in this podcast twice now, or not? You brought it up the first time we were doing this, and then now you brought it up again. No way! You love you love Old Spice.
1: Hey, uh, consistency. You <laughs> have your goals, and you have. Your yeah, you wear sometimes. your
2: influences on your sleeve, and sometimes on your, your sleeves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, in, unless they are a secret or something, is mm. there a game? That you dreamt of as a child, one that you just had in your head that you went one mm-hmm. day, I, I want to make this into a game, or I would love for somebody to make this into a game, and do you already have something like that, or is there something that you're working on? Like I said, if it's nothing that will get you in trouble, or that you want to put out
2: with <laughs> <again. laughs> yet. I've always wanted a first person FTL. So basically a, a Starship kind of game where you play multiplayer with your friends, you got to run around, and uh, control the shields or control the guns or or steer the ship. There's been similar stuff out there, um, but nothing's really scratched the itch for me. Um, but my my real dream is I want to make a community management game. As silly as that sounds. But a game where you've got like you've got like a small village mm-hmm. and there's people in there and each one is unique and they've got their own personality. So kinda animal crossy in that sense, but these are real people who aren't You know, Animal Crossing, they're a little three-dimensional, but they're just really just adorable to make you smile. (laughs) I want a game where you manage relationships and you're managing, like, how much time people spend with each other doing certain jobs, and are they introverts, extroverts? Like, how do you resolve conflict between individuals to keep your little village alive? That sort of thing. where it's just, how do you be a good not only strategic leader, but like an emotional and sympathetic leader to come up beside somebody and be like, I see what you're going through. I notice you're mad at this person. Can I offer some advice? And then see that flourish and like come together. So just, Mm -hmm. I don't know if part of that's just my time, like helping with young adults groups at my local church, but something where it's like, I want to enrich people and like see them come together, be greater than the sum of their parts. So, Nothing like that out there. I guarantee you, it, it would take so much writing, so much programming. Yeah. Um, it'd be hard to do with three characters, let alone twenty. So, we'll see. Maybe that'll happen someday. You got a week to do it. <laughs> Two hours. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours. There we go. Game yeah. day train rack. Two hours.
1: You, you you might get that seed that you know leads you into the better things. Uh, that's true. That, that, that sounds... That's, that's awesome. That, uh, yeah, like yeah. you said, it, it's, it. it's something completely unique. It's, it's you know, you mentioned there's are, there are games that have little aspects like that, but nothing to that depth for sure. Yeah, can I pre-order that now? Yeah, <laughs> can we... Are you getting on that?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all right, I think my last question is, you know, a lot of people I've always heard about if you do something you love, you feel like you never work a day in your life, versus... Oh, if you you make a passion your job, you hate it and you never want to do it again. Hmm. Has been being a game developer changed your view on gaming, good or bad? You know, do you still like to just sit down on the couch and just play a game, or do you go, ah, that's too much like work? I want to read a book. I want to watch TV. Hmm. You know, kind of how has has that changed? If it has, and it may not have. You know, has, has, has it changed your view
2: on the gaming kind of um, ecosphere in a way? That's a good question. Um, man, I grew up playing games, whether it was Spire the Dragon or Starcraft or the original Halo on PC. Not the original. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been playing them ever since and invested hours of my day uh, just playing games. These days, like, I played through um, Slime Rancher, for example, and I realized at some point it wasn't about playing the game. It was just experiencing it, finding why did they make the decisions they did. It became analyzing. My favorite analogy is um, I grew up around skateboarders, and they'd call it skate vision. You don't see, like, a sidewalk anymore. You see the potential to do tricks. You don't see, like, a stairway or a railing. You see, what, what can I do? onto that rail, then off of that rail. And what angle would I record it from? Like, I have, I've developed a design vision where it's staring at a game, and it, it makes games unplayable sometimes. Like, I just got through most of Slime Ranch, and there's still fun things to do. But I'm sitting, I, I, keep, I can't bring myself to play anymore. So I sit there and I say, no, I've experienced that already. The joy isn't there as much. I really have to fall into comfort games. And that's what's changed. Games that I don't analyze because I can't. Either they're they're too simple or they're too exotic. Like Animal Crossing is that it's become just a creative canvas. Like I want to run around and make make an outdoor cafe or make a garden somewhere or design a waterfall. All of a sudden, I'm not really playing the game. I mean, I'm playing the game, but (laughs) it's different. I'm not trying to win it. I'm just trying to zone out to and catch every fish I see, and you gotta have that kind of comfort game to fall back on, and uh, that's been key. But at the same time, what I was just playing through Control um, by Remedy, and my gosh, that's my all-time favorite game right now. And it was a game I got into, and, like all of a sudden I wasn't analyzing it. It was that different and unique from what I've played before that became its own experience. And I couldn't sit there and say, oh, this is a platformer. How do they do jumping differently? What game does that better? Oh, this is a VR title. They teleport differently. Like, why does this feel bad? Why does this feel better? Control is just different enough where I'm just sitting there going, this is nuts (laughs) and really good. I can't recommend any game more uh, right now than Control if you've not played it and you like action and you like weird stuff. It's unbeatable. Out of his genre
1: right now. That is one that I do need to, to check out. What I gathered from your answer really quick is, and, and I don't want to give away any secrets or anything, but basically you can see the matrix now. Is it's very me.
2: similar. Once you stare at the code, it starts staring back at you. <laughs> Ugh, it's unblinking.
1: <laughs> understand. Yeah, like I said, that, that, that makes perfect sense. It you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad to see that you can still sit down play a game and enjoy that and and get that experience out of it while analyzing things here and there. So.
0: You forgot one of what's your favorite mm. aspect of game development?
1: True, true, I, I, I know he talked Ooh. a lot about it, but <laughs> yeah, um, if, if you... I'm if on the there ball. Is... <laughs> so, so, yes, I guess, um, you know, go, going into that, like you said, analyzing things and, and picking things apart and all that. What What's your favorite thing to tackle in game development? And, and what's, what are maybe some of your things where you go, you know what, I would love to have another team member work on that instead?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I definitely lean towards user experience with UI. I love how you navigate and how quickly you can make decisions. Um, that's huge for me. So I definitely focus a lot on that. I was just looking at Slime Rancher's um, inventory UI, thinking, "Huh, these are just these are just gray gradients on simple shapes." And I feel like they could have done more, but <laughs> it, it's a fun game, so I can't really hurt them for that. But um, definitely UI and polish too. I love UI polish. I love making menus that zoom in, zoom out, stretch and shape and appear and disappear in unique ways. Um, So just how you interact with information is probably my favorite thing. Awesome. Cool.
0: That's all we got, and we are, uh, you know, 31 (laughs) minutes. I think all we have to do is to, you know, add a third person to make this podcast shorter. Zach listen I appreciate your time again I appreciate you uh taking the time out and doing this uh podcast uh last time I promoted you I uh, promoted your stuff was the kickstarter of the first bomb fest but this time mm. it's your website uh zachfierce.com to check out pretty much all your content of games um uh, what you're doing next what games you have there are once a week games that you could check out and stuff like that um and am I missing anything I think that's pretty much it right twitter I think I'd say twitter. hit that
2: hit twitch if you enjoy watching streams um I need to get a schedule down yeah and I going to work that out <laughs> with okay. my wife to figure out when works best for both of us and um yeah hop in for some chill game dev yeah it's Zach, time. Zach Fierce on twitter
0: um And then, yeah, check out BombFest on Twitter and all that stuff. I'll link those in the description of this video. But, like I said, I appreciate your time, and uh, I hope you didn't suffer too bad. And uh, definitely uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day and this week, and uh, definitely appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, look forward to when you're streaming more once-a-week games and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, thanks again. yeah all right. thank you so much for having me. It was a yeah. pleasure uh, of course, see you soon. <laughs> all right see ya all right. bye.